the album uh, is the soundtrack for the movie Truth About Kerry. And um, a number of years ago, I had a call from a producer um, who had shot this movie in Ireland. And they were post-producing it in Los Angeles. And they were trying to find a composer to you know, give them the score they were looking for. And they, someone had put them in touch with me. And I'm not, I can't really remember how it all came about. But the, the phone call happened anyway. And from there, we just discussed it. And we went back and forth for a while um, while they were finishing their edit because the edit wasn't actually finished when they saw me and we left it at that I went off, worked on a few projects and then they came back with the finished edit and I had a look and I liked what I saw so we sat down and decided that you know I do the score for them so the idea there was one restriction for me in a way it, it was a movie that had been shot in Ireland but I really wasn't in the mood to because it, it was a thriller I wasn't in the mood to, to make it a diddly idle Irish sound, if you know what I mean. Like I love Waking Ned Divine, but I didn't want that type of flavor to be all over this thriller. We were trying to see if, if they would allow me to write the music in such a way that it was a, a very normal thriller movie that you would expect to see from anywhere around the world. But we, we gave it touches of Ireland, if you want to call it that, so that you were quite aware you were in Ireland, but not going overboard about it. The very first thing we actually did is we went into the spotting session, as it's called, where you, you wander in and you sit down with the, the director and the producer. And in my case, I brought my music editor and the assistant music editor. And we all sat in a room and we like tediously go through the, the movie scene by scene, just watching the time code and basically trying to make choices about where you start and where you stop music. And that's really the first time that you get a real feel for exactly how many minutes of music you're going to have to write for the movie. Um, because until that point, you're just guessing. You're saying it's a what? It's a two-hour movie. Let's say half of it is music or something, and that's very approximate. But when you start doing the spotting session, by the time you're out the door, you've, you're very, very clear on exactly how much music you need. So we would have done that that summer, and then uh, probably the month after that, I did a few sketches for the director and a few scenes. And it's for me, it's a it's a method I use to try and feel out that I'm actually understanding the movie the same way that the director might be because I don't want to set off into 40 minutes or an hour of music in the wrong direction you know and and show them 10 or 20 scenes and go what the hell are you doing this isn't what we discussed you know um, so I decided I'd let the, the thematic material come to me through the score as I went through it because it was much more textural in a way so as I went through it, uh, certain themes did start to appear. They just kept repeating themselves where you had to make the same commentary on the of what was going on on the screen. So uh, by the time I finished, the, I, I had hoped that I'd have some themes that I could cull together to make the opening titles. I started to just call in musicians into my studio. So over a few weeks while we had the time, um, every mu live musician I could get my hands on, I brought them in and some of them I recorded remotely in Dublin and some I did here. And uh, we just pieced it together and then it was released by that, um, I think it was June was when we finally did the mix. I think sometimes the classical world can be a little condescending towards the film world because we're churning out, if I have my uh, film hat on, I'm churning out minutes of music a day versus if I'm in my classical head like I am with the concerto I'm doing, for example, I'm, I'm churning out you know, it's taken days per minute, you know, it's the complete backwards concept to write the music. So it feels, at first it felt looking at that, that this is easy, you're just churning it out so fast that you can't possibly make it any good or something, you know. 
but you start to realize hard and fast that there's an art to it um, and the art is really trying to find the uh, the tone that's in the scene or in the movie and you're trying to support that and it's a supportive art in a way you know you're not the dominant art form in the movie you're the supportive art form my choice was to put the cues in order uh, as how you hear them in the movie and I also the only ones that I really left out were there was some shorter cues that were more maybe more sound effects than they were music or sometimes there was a, a music cue that was too repetitive where it, it sounded very similar to an earlier piece of music and I just felt it became a little redundant to put it on the CD so they were the ones I kept off um, so I'd say maybe 80% of the music is on the CD the way it came out It'll eventually filter its way onto iTunes, and it'll also end up on CD Baby. CD Baby, you know, is a is a great way to distribute music independently to get it to all these different sites. So it'll end up on Amazon and iTunes and everywhere. But to start, I decided to try and use Bandcamp because it gave me an opportunity to to put it up ahead of time for a start. Uh, it also gave me an opportunity to to set my own price, and um, I've just I'm going with this little. What I guess what we're jokingly calling a social experiment originally <laughs> of of just for the first few weeks trying to throw it out there and see what people are willing to offer for the CD because it's a digital only release so I'm not concerned about getting costs back for physical reproductions but I feel it's important to to try and just showcase the music and showcase a little bit about the behind the scenes of making the music and making the movie and I guess uh, another way to call it would be to for people to try and experience the film through the music and how this all t came to pass. The advent of Spotify, or, um, that has really changed my game plan, musically speaking, or I should say sales speaking, um, because I let the music I had released leak through to Spotify, but it has ended up like decimating my, my sales. So the album or the download tracks that I would have sold on iTunes or on Amazon or even on CD Baby or something, they've almost all dried up. And instead, I'm getting the plays on Spotify. So the difference is instead of selling a track for 99 cents or something, you're now getting a play for 0 0.001 cents, you know. And the, it's like hundreds of percent reduction. It's almost, a, you know, it's it's completely different. So I figured... I'm not about to put this up and people don't seem to be buying because they just everybody wants to listen to it for free on Spotify. So I figured let's let me be extreme about this. Uh how many people want to buy this CD? Um the, the movie may not have been well enough known internationally if it had made a few hundred million at the box office, I might have been willing to try the the, the physical release and see what it would get or maybe not. We'll see how this goes. But I just decided I have between the movie's followers on places like Facebook and Twitter, between my own followers and all the musicians' followers and all these sites as well, I figure we could at least start with that uh, you know, audience base and challenge them. What do you feel music is worth? 